This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Joining us on the line right now is the deputy mayor and counselor for Ward 2 Etobicoke Center, Stephen Holliday. Stephen, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, John. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on board. You know, I was listening to Danny on the news. He was mentioning about the redevelopment plans for Ontario Place, which are sort of entering another phase now. I guess uh, the bids are coming in or ideas are being floated. The real thing that I'm curious about is you as a deputy mayor, uh, I know that John Tory's not happy, or Joe Cressy was quoted as well. He's Mondo Tick saying this is all happening behind closed doors, and Doug Ford is not including the city. How do you see it? Well, I hope they'll include us for a few reasons. Absolutely, it is you know a very important piece of real estate within the city, but I'm also a guy that's involved with the exhibition place, and that's a city property. It's managed by its own board, and it's the direct neighbor. And you know, it was funny. I was down there just the other day, and uh, we were looking at some facilities, and one of the things we went into was Hotel X, and we went up to the top floor. That's the new hotel there. And I had this great bird's-eye view of Ontario Place, and I was thinking about this, and then this news broke. And uh, you see just how interconnected that space is, despite Lakeshore Boulevard being there with the rest of the city and the land around there. So we've got to come up with a plan that works together with those two locations because I think they can feed off of each other. I don't know what the magical solution is about what could go in there, but, you know, the the nautical themes come out with all the sailboats and the different things in the area. And then you have to step back and think about, you know, what are the things that great cities have that Toronto's missing in this area that people will enjoy? Well, all right. Uh, I guess a casino is something that will not fly. I mean, Doug Ford actually discounted that as well. Uh, So a casino was off the plan. Uh, No need to fuss about that, right? Well, I I agree. And it's not that I have a problem with casinos. And in fact, uh, we approved, City Council approved a casino up in the the northwest part of the city, close to the area that I represent. And the thing with the casino up there at Woodbine was one of the outcomes from that was employment for people in the city. And my fear is adding another casino in Toronto would begin to compete with that one and the viability and the benefits that it had promised. So I think not having a casino down there is a plus. I guess the last thing that I saw out in the news clips today, and I haven't seen the details, is that there had not been any discussion to entertain residential development. And when you stand up in the tower I did and you look around, you realize it is really a setback, pristine piece of land. And uh, maybe it is a little bit just that they're not looking to put residential development there and that it it is going to be used for some other broad civic purpose or broad purpose that the public can access. Well, that's what they're saying, a family-friendly public park. And uh, I guess Trillium Park, which is, what, 77 acres roughly of the whole plot of land, would be retained as such. Well, okay, so some of it can be parked, but the other thing you gather when you stand up there is just how much open green space there is. People forget that the exhibition grounds are a public park for most of the year, at least large chunks of those grounds. There's Coronation Park, there's the island, and there's a whole bunch of linear parks along the lakeshore. So I'm not convinced that this needs to be some giant wild open space. I think there should be programming there that attracts people to that part of the city and works in conjunction with things that are nearby, including uh, Liberty Village and uh, uh, the areas along the lakeshore there, and of course, all the stuff that's at Exhibition Place. You wouldn't think of burying the lakeshore so you have a contiguous piece of property that uh, the city's involved with, would you? 
Well, there is uh, there are plans that are out there that aren't to bury the lakeshore, but to actually create a land bridge from Exhibition Place over to Ontario Place. So think of it as a really long and, and deep overpass that you would just continue the earth along over top of lakeshore, so lakeshore would be in a tunnel. And that's really exciting because, as I was saying before, those two areas have to work together. And we know Exhibition Place has the fairs, but they also have a lot of conventions and things that go on through throughout the rest of the year and places like Medieval Times and the different clubs and venues that are there. So working with something at Ontario Place creates a place that attracts tourists and it attracts uh, businesses and convention, um, which, are, which are really important for uh, employment in the city of Toronto. Sounds almost like the rail land uh, idea there. But listen, uh, the Budweiser stage is going to be intact, as I understand. Cinesphere as well. Uh, or no, are they talking about bringing the Cinesphere out? Yeah, they are. It's not designated heritage or anything, is it? I'd heard something, and I'm not the expert on that. Uh, it is fairly unique and significant, but um, I think we have to be sensible about our plans going forward, and I think we have to be a little bit flexible with what they do with the space. I think keeping the concert venue is valuable because the place gets booked, and you know, there's one thing that Torontonians like are concerts, and uh, you know, that brings a lot of people and a lot of value to that area. All right, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, as the plans go forward, we'll talk more about it. I wanted to just pivot to other things that have happened in the last 24 to 48 hours. Again, Stephen Holliday is with us, the deputy mayor. Doug Ford has uh, cancelled the retroactive cuts to municipalities. I know you were uh, somewhat concerned or disconcerted by the fact that uh, you got blindsided there, and uh, since budget had budgets had been set, this kind of set you back. So he's now said, okay, uh, we concede the point that municipalities needed more runway, but in effect, uh, it was, as a colleague cited yesterday, a brilliant move because uh, he got everybody to admit they could find efficiencies, they just didn't have time, so now you've been given time, by this time next year, you, might, you, you better have found them. Is he not right? Make no mistake about it. I am quite certain that the government is resolved to uh, install reductions in the amount of transfer payments it makes to the cities. And that's predominantly driven by the fiscal issues up at that province inherited from the previous government. So I'm quite certain that they're moving ahead. And I'm really happy that they came to the logical conclusion that they had to make some adjustments to what was going on in this fiscal year. By no means is the City of Toronto off the hook with some of the reductions that were proposed. At the end of the day, uh, I understand and respect that it is the province's call to change the amount of money that they're transferring to the cities. And we're going to have our reckoning at City Council to figure out how it is that we're going to either rise to that demand to fill in uh, the lesser amount of funding or make modifications to our services. Um, That's going to be a pretty heated debate, knowing the politics around the City of Toronto. But uh, as I said, for certain, there's going to be some changes coming down the pipe, and uh, we will deal with those one by one as we go through this process. Yeah, but the point is, no surprises. You know what's in store now, and you can adjust accordingly. Well, I think this is probably the start. I would, uh, it would be wise of me to assume that w- there would be other things coming along. And I don't speak with any knowledge of any plans that they've got, but 
uh, it seems to me that the, the government is, is well-challenged fiscally, and they'll be looking at every line and every output that they've got over to the cities and trying to figure out how they can leave us uh, to be on our own and find ways really to follow the principle of reducing the size of government. All right, and Stephen, finally, since I've still got your attention here, I mean, do you have any knowledge or insight as to how the impact of the Raptors going to the final now might have uh, helped tourism in the city dollars-wise? Any uh, appraisal of that? I don't know dollar-wise. I know the people that ask in the city, but I do know this is really exciting. And for a number of reasons, the litmus test was simple. One of my daughters came to me this morning and said, Dad, I need to borrow your Raptors shirt to wear to school. So, mm. you know, it's going well. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other thing is I was really pleased to hear the other night that all of the hubbubaloo with uh, the Raptors, uh, the Toronto police were really happy. Things went really smoothly. And that's really important because the world is watching us. And uh, I think that Toronto will make us proud in many ways over the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward, fingers crossed, for the Raptors. And uh, we'll see what we're like on the world stage. And this is a big city, and it's maybe it's our turn. Fascinating. The litmus test of things going well when uh, a kid wants to borrow a shirt from the old man. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, let that be everybody's uh, signpost or yardstick uh, for gauging whether or not we're living in uh, great times. All right, Stephen, I appreciate your time as always. Look forward to seeing you in studio before long. Thank you. See you soon. Uh, Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor and Councillor Ward 2 at Tobacco Center. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.